0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
3: For the love of Salt Lake Radio News, with Maria Chileos on KSL News Radio.
4: When we left off, we had just learned how local radio reporters were negatively impacted as radio and TV stations consolidated their news staffs. Continued efforts by the Federal Communications Commission to deregulate the broadcast industry were also taking a toll. Enactment of the Telecommunications Act of 1996 resulted in significant ownership changes for Salt Lake radio stations.
1: And then as they got relaxed, it's like one by one, these companies came into town that I'd never heard of before. They'd change formats overnight, and people would be shocked that they would change that quick, but that was radio, quick quick changes.
4: While manager of KSL Radio, Russ Wood also served on the board of directors for the National Association of Broadcasters. He saw firsthand how Clear Channel owner Larry Mays applied pressure on other broadcasters and the FCC to change the ownership rules so he could buy more radio stations.
3: I sat in meetings for the FCC, with the FCC commissioners and stuff, and these guys were just hammering them, just hammering them, saying, Will, if you'll let us consolidate and uh, spread our costs over a larger base of stations, we'll give you more good programming. But that's not what turned out.
1: As deregulation came, it's like when I went to a radio dinner or something, it was these giant tables of clusters. And so I knew that DJs only stayed. I think one time I figured it was 18 months was the average at a station in Utah for... A DJ, before, you know, rate a radio personality before they left to another station, but I soon realized they were all family because they all knew each other. Because they all, all worked here and there, and you know, the exceptions were the ones that you know were like Tom Barbary that stayed at Kauf, you know, forever and that sort of thing. But uh, KSL was interesting in that day because they they had so many legendary DJs. When I went to interview. Ones I didn't know where to start. I mean, they were just like the whole day, there was just one DJ after another that I grew up with thinking, these guys are just great. And then one by one, they all seemed to disappear. It,
3: It just all fizzled out, it just all went away. And it didn't take very long, it just disappeared because it was a cost. And so the news, the real news stations were over here trying to figure out how they could control their cost to still provide and use the new technology and use good people and so on.
4: By the end of 1999, four companies controlled 22 or 40 percent of the radio stations. More significantly, that meant the top four radio companies controlled the top 10 radio stations. That can be compared to 1994, when 46 companies operated the state's 84 stations. In 1998, J Corp Communications announced it was beginning another full service news and talk station in the area.
2: Standby newsroom, Regulation. Q-Town.
4: This is
3: 570 K-News. And good morning. It is 5 o'clock. This is Utah's Morning News. And And we launched KNRS in Salt Lake City, which was then K-News. I was partnered up with another great guy in in town, and uh, his name's Bob Hendricks, and we were 570 K News. We were Utah's Morning News with Hendricks and
0: Hughes. News from tomorrow's newspaper. Now.
4: 570 K News.
0: Is KNRS Salt Lake City. The news starts now.
2: Good morning. I'm Bob Hendricks. John Glenn will get his flying legs in shape today.
3: We went to um, Kennedy Space Center when John Glenn returned to space and we, I interviewed Walter Cronkite and I had Bob Crippen who was the first astronaut, you know, in a space shuttle and we had this amazing broadcast where we were sitting at in the ABC News building, two and a half miles from launch site, which is closer as close as anybody gets. We were piped in to launch audio, so from time to time we would uh, break into the conversations going on between uh, launch headquarters and the astronauts in the shuttle and listen into their conversations. Shuttle
4: launch control at T minus two hours, forty-four minutes and counting. We've got. The Astro van um, stopping in Jake the Jake Garn came and
3: sat K9 with area. us the hour before launch and walked us through everything that was taking place of all that. So we did some amazing things.
4: But Hugh says he soon learned J Corps' investment wasn't about news, it was a strategic business move.
3: They were, were happy to spend that money to see if they could draw some of the audience away from the perennial number one station in the market, KSL, to drop them in the rankings and move their other stations up.
4: Nine months later, Clear Channel announced it was taking over J-Core in a $3.4 billion stock deal that included seven stations in Utah.
3: It's a perfect war game, and that's the way it's all looked at, you know. Uh, Flank your opponent over here so that your troops can go through on that side, you know distract them on this side so you can do this. It it really got to be more than just radio. It was a group war game, really. And eventually the the decision was made that they weren't getting enough gains for the money spent. And Clear Channel at the time, while they were gobbling up radio stations all over the country, started sacrificing workers.
2: With every change, with every acquisition, your whole j Corps staff was blown out and then you'd get these Clear Channel people in and even with Clear Channel, you'd go through different programs. There were a lot of different program director swaps and they would just come and go. It was just this absolute fluid kind of organization. But yet, in the back of your mind, you knew all of these shifts, all these changes were taking place.
4: Karen Hurst worked at KNRS as a reporter anchor when Jay Court sold the station to Clear Channel.
3: News now. Depend on
2: it. L.A. police say it wasn't an accident. It was murder. So here we were in this huge, huge Clear Channel building with I don't know how many radio stations, but it was just it was funny. You would just, one day you'd show up at work and they'd say, oh, did you see that they fired these two people and now these two people are here? I mean, it was just like every day. What's going to happen?
4: Clear Channel's purchase of KNRS caused dramatic
2: changes in the coverage of local news. That's a huge shift to go from all of this live-generated local, this great, great talking about what people of Salt Lake want to talk about as opposed to talking about what people in, what corporate in San Antonio, Texas says you should be talking about.
4: It also had a big impact on the
2: quality and type of news that was covered. I walked into the studio one time and there was a big sign that said, remember, it's only entertainment. And I thought that was so offensive because I thought, you know, I think the role of of the newsroom was not to just churn out entertainment news. I I, I felt like the newsroom had a big obligation to help (laughs) our government, our democratic government, work. I mean, that's, that's the whole purpose. That's why the Free Press was set up.
4: Plus, there was a shift in the
2: dynamics of news gathering. There was a different approach at news, and I think with these big companies and organizations that it just became a numbers game and it was like let's just squeeze every ounce that we can from our employees with as few employees as we can and and make it work.
4: Hearst was among a handful of reporters and three News Talk hosts, including Tim Hughes, who lost their jobs in March of 2000 when Clear Channel stopped trying to make the News Talk format work. It replaced it with a nearly all-syndicated style of family values talk radio. Still to come on For the Love of Salt Lake Radio News, hear what makes the few remaining radio stations that still deliver local news in 2018 different.